Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Zikeni, 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 Zike
JM in the AM. Mordechai ben David, Od Yeshvu. Aita done by Avi Peretz. You heard Sandy in there with Misha Asa. Avremel Haditcha Ani, Hanashamalach. That was Yidel. Yoni Z with Up and Regesh, of course. Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Thursday and this September the 13th. Today is primary day. For those of you in the Brooklyn, <clears throat> for those of you in the Brooklyn area, remember our amazing friend, New York State Senator Simcha Felder. Again, remember our amazing friend, New York State Senator Simcha Felder. He'll be on the ballot today in the primary in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Good luck, Simcha. Simcha always brings a lot of Simcha to people. For that alone, he's worth the vote. <laughs> so it's primary day. Get out there and vote. Uh, I hope you've been taking seriously the literature that has been um, that has been published multiple times about why it's important for our community to get out there and vote. Um, do yourself a favor. Do our community a favor. When it comes to an election like this, people are not used to voting on a Thursday. People don't like to go to vote in a primary. People don't like to vote in elections that seem to not have an impact, as untrue as that is. So when you do vote, it makes an even greater impact. So get out there and vote and make today, primary day, a very impactful day in our community. There you go. Um, 70 degrees. It's the fourth of Tishrei. Today is the fourth of Tishrei, the year 5779. By all indications on our app, it seems that uh, Trucker Yitz is celebrating a birthday today on the fourth of Tishrei. So we take this opportunity to wish him the very best from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh, 70 degrees outside here in New York with 99% humidity winds in northeast at 8 miles per hour. Morning thunderstorms, a high temperature of 76. Then tonight, cloudy skies, a low 68. Tomorrow, morning clouds, afternoon sun, a high temperature of 77. Right now, 83 in Yerushalayim, 70 in New York City. As we say good morning at uh, JM in the AM. Well, last night I uh, placed a call and left a message for Rabbi Oppenheim down at the um, uh, Charlotte uh, Jewish community, Charlotte, North Carolina. You know what? Let's see what the official forecast is down there. Uh, Charlotte is uh, in the eye, uh, or I should say in the path of the eye of the storm at the moment. Hurricane Florence, as it's being, uh, as it's being um, called, and he called back, said he appreciated the call. Certainly, I told him we could mobilize and uh, get people after Shabbos. It seems to me, and I'm just confirming this by looking at the weather forecast. Seems to me that that, that is the bulk of the uh, of the storm is going to be on Shabbos. Uh, that's what it seems. Um. Yeah, that's apparently what the story is. 
Shabbos will probably be the most impactful day in that area of North Carolina. Shabbos and Sunday. Yeah, Shabbos and Sunday seem to be the most impactful days. So I told them that we could get somebody to a drive down on Sunday with supplies, etc. Uh, he was very appreciative, of course, and I'll keep everybody up to date. I know the Atlanta Jewish community is helping the Jewish South mobilize. I don't know uh, if the storm is uh, is aimed at Atlanta, um, but I know that they have reached out and they have um, sent messages to the Jewish communities of the South that if they could be of any help, they're ready to mobilize. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, lots of uh, evacuations taking place, as you know. Anybody who's been watching the news has seen that. We pray for those who are in the path of uh, Hurricane Florence. Uh, JM in the AM on a Thursday. Uh, in Yerushalayim, 83 degrees. Here it's a 70 in New York, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. 24 minutes before 7 o'clock, Mordechai Shapiro is scheduled to join us live via telephone at some point today. He has a very busy Cholomoid Sukkis. No event busier than the uh, Hatzalah concert, Friends of Hatzalah, a concert that's taking place in Israel. Uh, so we are planning on speaking with him coming up. Also, Art Scroll has a brand new Tosfo series. For those of you who are familiar with the Talmud and are familiar with the study of Tosfos, a commentary, but that's not, that's not even the right word. I have to ask Rabbi Mizelz what the right word is in terms of how you would describe what Tosfos is to the Talmud. Um, he'll be joining us at about 7.40 this morning to discuss the brand new series and the brand new set from Art Scroll. And our good friend Robert Katz, he'll check in. Ohel has a major day this coming Sunday, and anybody who's in the Brooklyn area this Sunday, and I know it's a busy Sunday, it's the Sunday before Yom Kippur, uh, but nonetheless, if you have any time at all this Sunday, you come down and uh, pay tribute to the brand new OHEL facility that is so amazing in the Midwood, Brooklyn. And we'll give you more details about that coming up here at um, JM in the AM. All right. Thursday morning, full day. You know what that means, Thursday here at the Nahum Siegel Network, a full day. A lot of great shows and plenty of live programming including our live lunch between 11 and 1 o'clock, live from our studios right here at the Nahum Siegel Network headquarters. So get ready. Keep it here all day long. And thanks for listening to JM in the AM.
Thank Yoni Pollock. He uh, he called this Machnise Rachamim to my attention from Avremel. Done at one of the Chabad telethons years ago. Words from Slichos Machnise Rachamim here at JM in the AM. Before that, Mordechai Ben David. Words from the uh, Yamim Narayim High Holiday Liturgy. Be'ain Melitz Yosher. Uh, that was actually, believe it or not, released on the album "Let My People Go" about 35 years ago. Yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna feel old, about 35 years ago. Wow. Uh, before that, Eitan Katz, an amazing early Tishrei selection, Shuvu, it's called. MBD had Viserov off of Sheer Odeshvu from the Platinum album, and this is America's one and only Jewish. Moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Live lunch today, 11 until 1. Great lineup all through the morning, including Charlie Harari, including Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs. Including Miriam Al Wallach and That's Life. Lots of stuff going on all through the day here Thursday at the Nahum Siegel Network. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to Jam there. Galay Tzal, Shah Stein, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, Imasha Kore Akshav.
רשמית, אירוויזיון 2019 ייערך בתל אביב. אחרי שבועות ארוכים של בחינת מיקום לתחרות הבינלאומית בערים שונות בארץ, הודיעו באיגוד השידור האירופי על קיום האירוע במרכז הירידים ומסרו כי הם נרגשים לעבוד עם ישראל. שרת התרבות מירי רגב בירכה על ההחלטה, אך הדגישה, עדיף היה לקיים את האירוויזיון בירושלים. כפי שאמרתי בתחילת הדרך, חשבתי שנכון שירושלים, בירת ישראל, תארח את האירוויזיון. מרגע שהתקבלה החלטה על אירוח אירוויזיון בתל אביב, אין לי ספק שמדינת ישראל והעיר תל אביב יערכו את האירוויזיון בצורה הטובה והמכובדת ביותר. מאחלת כמובן הצלחה גם לשיר הישראלי שייצג אותנו בתחרות. תיק 4000, התחזקה התשתית הראייתית בדרך להגשת כתב אישום נגד המעורבים, כתבתנו מוריה אסרף. במסגרת החלטה בעניין רכושם של בני הזוג אלוביץ' הבהיר השופט כי מעיון בחומרי החקירה בתיק עולה כי קיימת התקדמות באשר לעוצמת התשתית הראייתית באשר לשרה נתניהו אמר כי החשדות המיוחסים להם לנושא ההשתלטות על אתר חדשותי, תכניו והשפעה על סיקור החדשות כחלק ממתת שוחד. נציב קבילות החיילים, האלוף במילואים יצחק בריק, מבקש למנות ועדת חקירה חיצונית שתבדוק את המוכנות למלחמה במסמך סודי על היערכות צה"ל ששלח לשר הביטחון, לרמטכ"ל ולחברי ועדת החוץ והביטחון של הכנסת, הצביע בריק על פערים בין הדוח הנוכחי לבין הדוח שפרסם לאחרונה צה"ל. חבר הכנסת מוטי יוגב קורא לכנס דיון חירום בשל חומרת הממצאים. אלוף בריק דיבר על צמצום הכוח האדם הגדול שחל בצה"ל כתוצאה מאילוצי תקציב, דבר שגרם לירידה גדולה בכמות הנגדים והקצינים במחסני החירום וביחידות צה"ל, דבר שפגע בטיפול בכלי רכב ורקם ואמצעי לחימה. דיבר האלוף בריק על כך שיש תהליכים שונים שהופרטו בצה"ל, לא בטוח שהם יעבדו בשעת חירום. כתב אישום יוגש בימים הקרובים נגד גבר כבן חמישים החשוד בביצוע עבירות מין בביתה של בת זוגו ובקטינה נוספת. מדווחת כתבתנו בבירה מיכל צ'ין. ראשיתה של החקירה החלה בתלונה שהוגשה על ידי הקטינה בת 17, שטענה כי בן זוגה של אמה ביצע בעבירות מין קשות במשך שנים. עם התקדמות החקירה התגלה כי החשוד תקף במספר מקרים גם קטינה נוספת בת 14. כתב אישום חריף בעניינו יוגש על ידי הפרקליטות בימים הקרובים. שני אזרחי רוסיה החשודים בהרעלת המרגל הרוסי סרגי סקריפה נחשפים לראשונה וטוענים אין לנו כל קשר לפרשה. חברים הציעו לנו מזמן לבקר בעיר הנפלאה הזאת סוסברי. עד למקרה הזה מעולם לא שמעתי על סקריפל וביתו. אנחנו מקווים שזה ייפתר והבריטים יתנצלו והחשודים יימצאו. כך החשודים הנוכחיים בריאיון לרשת הטלוויזיה הרוסית RT. מזג האוויר, ירידה בטמפרטורות שתימשך כל סוף השבוע, הן יחזרו להיות רגילות לעונה בראשון התחממות. אלה החדשות שעורך יובל נפתלייב. I'm a man who's 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 a
J.M. in the A.M. Pretty amazing, huh? Hannes Shamalach, done by uh, Lamancha, actually is the name of the song. Done by um, Eitan Katz. Pretty amazing. Uh, J.M. in the A.M. before that, Psach. That was a single from an uh, assorted number of uh, artists that were trying to imitate Mordechai Ben David on that one. Simcha Liner with Medley A off of Project Relax Israeli Edition. That's a brand new album. It was good having him in studio last week here at JM and the AM. Welcome to a Thursday. Sarasimei Tshuva. We're in the first 10 days of the year. Day four in the month of Tishrei, the year 5779, the brand new year, Tavshin Ayin Tess. I thank you all for tuning in, being part of this unique radio experience. 25 minutes after the hour on a JM in the AM Thursday with a couple of reminders. First of all, the United Hatzalah concert, if you're in Israel, if you're in Israel for um, for Sukkot, if you're in Israel for Sukkot, go to the following website, concertinisrael.com. Yaakov Shweki and Mordechai Shapiro appearing Thursday, Cholamoid, at Binyanei Haoman Yerushalayim for the Friends of United Hatzalah of Israel. It's quite an event. Later today, we get an opportunity to speak with uh, Mordechai Shapiro. He's going to be joining us uh, via telephone. And um, again, if you're in Israel, Thursday night, Cholamoid, Binyanei Haoman, Israel's Jerusalem Convention Center. That'll be the place for Yaakov Shweki and Mordechai Shapiro for the United Hatzalah concert. Keep that in mind. Later today, maybe during the live lunch, i got to get the details from Yoni, we'll give away tickets to uh, Hershey Park. Many of you are aware of the fact that uh, Hershey Park and our friends at LancasterSukkot.com. Again, that's LancasterSukkot.com. Uh, they, um, they have designated late when... Sorry about that. Late Wednesday Cholamoid and all day Thursday Cholamoid uh, for Cholamoid Sukkot activities at Hershey Park. So you've got, um, again, late Wednesday from not 5 until 9 p.m. and then Thursday all day 11 until 7 with rides in the zoo and Sukkot on the site. And it's all happening at the Hershey Park Sukkot extravaganza. Information. All you got to do is... Um, Go to LancasterSukkot.com. Again, that's LancasterSukkot.com. More coming up from the community calendar, etc. Yehuda Green is next. It's Jam in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Oh, is that good, huh? Yehuda Green, Hashivenu, Sarah Shemay Shuva, J.M. in the A.M. Hey, today is primary day, everybody. Today is primary day. Get out there and vote. We've discussed a million times why it's important for people in our community to vote. And don't forget, if you're in Brooklyn, New York, if you're in Brooklyn, New York, don't forget our amazing and incredible friend, New York State Senator Simcha Felder. He's got a primary race today. Make sure to look for the name Simcha Felder when you vote in today's primary in Brooklyn, New York. Thursday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Zechanishmas Harav Zebn of and Zechanishmas Esther Basar of Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in Esther that any man or woman who comes in front of the king. This really refers to the Malko Shalolom, the king of the world. 
If one comes in unprepared, then it's dangerous. Only to the one whom the kings extend the golden scepter, the one who accepted the derech ha the way of repentance, and has prepared himself before he's gone to the king, would live. Esther cried out, I wasn't called in 30 days. I need those days for hachana to prepare. Every neshama needs the hachana of 30 days. We find that the 30 days of Elul are necessary for the proper hachana for Rosh Hashanah. We have these days for tshuva, and each of these days, including the Aseris Yemei tshuva, are necessary for Yom Kippur. In the past, glue was made from flour and water, that's chametz. If a person would bind his safer with glue 30 days before Pesach, he could then use the safer on Pesach. Because after the 30 days, the glue was already called chametz nuksha, it's hardened, it's old, and therefore it's not classified as chametz that is forbidden on Pesach. The Yetzahara is the glue. It is the leaven in the dough. It sticks to a person. The sins that a person does throughout the year stick to him. So how does a person get rid of those Averis, those sins that are stuck to him as he prepares himself during these 40 days between Rosh Chodesh Elul and Yom Kippur? How does he recreate himself and rebuild himself? The answer is, by keeping far from sin, not doing any additional sins, the old sins become chametz nuksha. They're old chametz. They're no longer in the category of chametz. These sins become invalid sins in the 30 days before Rosh Hashanah and the 10 days until Yom Kippur. Then says Rebbe Sion Mutsafi, the individual can appear as the Bria Chadasha and the Tshuva, the repentance of all of Klal Yisrael, is Niskabel. It's accepted. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizuk. Have a nice day. Ha!
JM and the AM on this fourth day of the Aseris who made Shuva. I have to apologize to Rabbi Mizels for uh, for making him hold as long as I did. That was uh, some selection, though. Barosh Hashanah, hopefully an inspiring one and one that uh, helps carry us all the way to Yom Kippur this coming Tuesday night and Wednesday during this very important time of the year, uh, the Aseris who made Shuva. Well, the brand new uh, Tosfos. Tractate Makos, the Yaakov and Ilana Malone edition. A clear, comprehensive elucidation of Tosafos as an aid to Talmud study is now available. Here's how it's described. The learning revolution that began with the Schottenstein edition Talmud continues. The Art Scroll edition of Tosafos, an extraordinary achievement in Talmudic scholarship that will bring your Talmud study to a whole new level. To understand the Talmud, you need Rashi. But to fully appreciate the Talmud's depth and unity of structure, you need the commentary of the Bali Tosafos. Art Scroll now offers a path to understanding this vital yet difficult commentary. Rabbi Zev Meisels is the editorial director for the new Tosafos project with Art Scroll. Rabbi Meisels, welcome, uh, Shana Tova, Egmar Chasimatova, and welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nochem. Thanks for having me on. A pleasure and Mazel Tov on this. I mean, <laughs> with all you know, many people in the community <laughs> sometimes sit back and ponder what will it be that Art Scroll will try to tackle next, and sometimes we'll ask, "Have they tackled everything?" And then this monumental project is announced, and we're saying to ourselves, "Wow!" I'm assuming we're assuming this is going to take many, many years to complete. Can you give us? The uh, the beginnings, the story of how this uh, attempt and Baruch Hashem, the uh, eventual release of the first volumes of Tosfos came about? Yes, absolutely. You know, Tosfos is something that people have been asking us about. I, I mean, I'm, I'm working for ArtScroll about 20-some uh, about years. Every year there's someone who, who, who comes over every month. What about Tosfos? You know, we, we love the Gemara. It, it helps us so much in the learning. But how about Tysus? They always they want to take it to a deeper level. They want to, they want to learn more. They want to understand more. And uh, it just it's very difficult without Tysus. And learning Tysus by by themselves is is, is such a is such a undertaking and such a hard thing. And people want help. And so people are constantly asking us for for help with Tysus. And uh, we've always said, well, maybe one day, truthfully, we, we thought it's out of reach. We, we, we just didn't think this is something that's possible. It's just too big to undertake. And, um, you know, the, the idea would come up, and it, yeah, it's too much. It's too long of a project. It's too hard of a project. There's no one who wants to sponsor it who's going to want to learn such a difficult thing. It was, it was always another reason why we're not able to do it. Now, then... Um, I don't know if you if you're familiar with uh, with the Art School Arachayim series, sure, it's, which is sponsored by by the Malones. Right now, Mr. Malone was extremely interested in doing a thesis, and he pushed us to it, and he kept pushing at it. And you know, at, at a certain point, we said, "Fine, you know, let's let's try it. We'll do a mock-up. And this was this was more than a year ago when this first got started, and we tried it one way, and we tried another way. And there were so many challenges along the way until we found the perfect the the, the perfect combination that that will allow us to present it in, in, a, in an easy way that a person can can follow the flow and not get distracted right. by all the side information. You know, one of the things about Tesis is that 
um, Tesis takes for granted that you know all kinds of things about the Gemara <laughs> right. and all kinds of concepts that you, you might not be familiar with at all. I mean, maybe your Rebbe once told it to you, but you're not really sure exactly what it means. All right, so one second. So let me just say, Rabbi Zev Meisels is with us. He's uh, editorial director for Tosfos. So a couple of things. First of all, why start with Makos? Well... One, one, one thing is that, that, that Marcus has a lot of ideas in it. It's, a, it's, it's like a mini, a mini shas. And um, if, if, if you remember, our, our very first, um, first uh, Bavlia, our very first Gemara volume was also Marcus. Hmm. So that was part of the idea. Like, we'll, we'll parallel that. We'll, do it, we'll start with Marcus for the Tysus as well. But then again, there, there was also the idea that when we first started this project, we, we we weren't aware of how you know how difficult it would be, so so we we began. It was it was about uh, January of uh, 2017, and had we actually um, carried it through, we we thought oh you know it'll be a few months we'll get it we'll have it on time for the for the um, for the Dafyomi Marcus. Right. It didn't work out that way because it was just the the challenges were too great. This had to be redone and and reworked so many times that uh, we were not able to make that that deadline. It, it was is, actually it, even earlier than January. Now that I think about it, it was it was back in the year before then, twenty sixteen, that we began. Is Makos one volume? Yes. The entire thing's in one, volume. in one volume. And to yes. what degree? I mean, I saw some of the sample pages, but just for the audience, to what degree? Do you have to replicate the daf, the page of the Talmud? Is it important to every time you introduce a new Tosfos to show people where it is and to illustrate that, or that's not necessary? Well, we did it. It was done in a clever way. Um, you know, we, we don't. Ha- it's not. It's not like the Gemara where you're learning. A, there's a facing page on right. each line. Right. But at the beginning of the volume, we'll have all. We'll have the entire Masechta next to each Tosfos. There's a little uh, a little box with the number with the page number on which you'll find the elucidation of that thesis, and, and then on the page itself there's this little pictogram which shows um, like in, in a, a representation of of, uh, of of where the thesis is on the page, but that's it. Then we have text on top, and it continues along the bottom. It is every tosfos included? There are some that are ex- every, there are some that are extremely short. Every thesis is included from the from the shortest to the very longest. And, and when I say the very longest, that's the very long. And if yeah, I wonder what is the longest thesis? <laughs> that would be a great trivia question, actually. Now, well, now the yeah. the the to, to the average person that's only somewhat familiar with the Talmud. Let's say for people in this audience, the majority of whom know what the Talmud is and understand, especially based on our tradition with Rashi and Chumash, understand how one would need or, you know, require Rashi uh, to really, you know, understand what's going on in the Gemara. Let's say that, that people have that premise. How would you explain what Tosfos does in addition to that? How would you explain what, you know, to, again, to the casual Talmudic observer, what Tosfos is doing on the page with the Talmud and Rashi? Tosfos begins where Rashi leaves off. Rashi will will explain to you what's going on on that page, but Rashi almost never makes it his business to to um, to compare what you see on this page to what's going on somewhere else in the Talmud completely. 
And, and that's not Rashi's interest. He just wants to explain to you what's happening right here. Now, sometimes there are blanks in Rashi. He didn't explain a certain line of Gemara. Titus will, will, will take that on. Okay, let me explain this to you. And then there are places where there are seeming contradictions. If you're, if you're familiar with enough Talmud, you'll say, wait, what's going on here? The Gemara here says A, but way there in Zvachim it says B. Right. This doesn't make sense. Titus says, wait, I'm, I'm going to explain that to you. And so Tysus take, takes those two, those two Gemaras, compares them, asks the question, gives an answer. If he's not happy with the answer, he'll, he'll, he'll ask a question about the answer and then try to answer it, and so on. You could have long chains of reasoning through Tysus, back and forth, and Tysus is very terse. He's not, you know, it's not, it's not expansive. He's not explaining a lot to you, and that's where we come in to help you, fo- to help you follow that chain of reasoning. Rabbi Zeb Meisels is with us, editorial director for the brand new Tosfos. Now... Um, we know that uh, Art Scroll, Schottenstein Talmud, is well known for voluminous notes, footnotes on you know uh, constantly, constant footnotes on uh, on their own commentary, their own translation of the Talmud. Um, can I assume that a large number of Tosfos have already been analyzed and been brought to the public through those footnotes? Um, no, you cannot. We do mention Tosas sometimes in the footnotes, but that's not the general thrust of our Gemara footnotes. The Gemara footnotes, the Gemara in general, is following the Pirish of Rashi, which is the standard first-step Pirish of learning any Gemara. So the footnotes are to elucidate and to expand upon what Rashi says, and certainly some, once in a while there'll be a kasha that Tosas asks, or there'll be, an, there'll be an additional explanation but but you're not going to learn Tosfos through those footnotes. So the the percentage of Tosfos in Talmud Bavli that have been cited in the footnotes of the Art Scroll Shas is minimal. Uh, that have been explained, cited. You know there might be a lot right. of that see Tosfos, but actually explained, yeah, vanishingly small. And if there are people listening right now who are asking who is Tosfos, right? You can, they can Google Rashi and find out a lot about him. <laughs> Who who is Tosfos? Well, they would have to ask the question in the plural. Who are Tosfos? Because Tosfos was not just one person. It was an academy that spanned uh, several hundred years of of of, of great Talmidim Chachamim, learning, teaching to their Talmidim, questioning, going back and forth, discussing each other's chedushim, and. We don't always know exactly which which one of those scholars wrote which Tosfos on and which Masechta. Although there's there's already a a, a, a huge scholarly a, a, num, a huge number of scholarly works that have been written about who and which Tosfos, you know, all surrounding the Tosfos who wrote what. But that's what the Tosfos saw that about about a thousand years ago. These were the Talmud Chacham of Germany and France. There were various yeshivas, and uh, and and they made it their mission to. To, uh, to 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 uh, explain the contradictions and and resolve the different contradictions and cautious in the throughout the Talmud. So it could have been how many people? Are we talking about five, ten, a hundred, five hundred? It could be in what range in terms of number? In hundred in the range of hundreds, certainly. I don't I I don't know the exact number. Right, but in the hundreds for sure. Yes. And and do you find? And I guess Makos would be a good example to ask about. Do you find, or does your staff and researchers, in addition, find a lot of contradictions in Tosfos? If it does span hundreds of years, I would guess different traditions, cultures, uh, customs, etc., etc. Are there a lot of conflicts in Tosfos itself? Uh, 
Um, yes, there, there often are. Uh, not, not necessarily within the same mesechta, within the, within the same tractate. You won't always find contradictions. But over the whole, the whole shas throughout Talmud, there'll be points where Taisa says something in one place to answer a question, and we'll bring up the same question somewhere else, and either we'll give a different answer or we'll, 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 we'll uh, reject the answer that he gave in this other place. Because, as I say, it's not one person, it's not he, it's they, and, and, and it's possible that Tysus here um, was written by someone who accepted this answer, and over there they didn't accept this answer, and they'll tell you why. Right. And there are, there, are, there are later commentaries that deal with these, with these contradictions. Now, let me ask you, this is a rare opportunity for me to ask, ask these questions about some of the things that were said to me years and years ago. Uh, in <laughs> school, Yeshiva, exactly. Right? Uh, the, one of the rabbis would always claim emphatically that short tosfosin are much more difficult than long ones. Agree or disagree? <laughs> uh, I, I, I can see where he's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something to it you're saying. Yeah, well, you'll say, look, he hardly explained here, so there's so much more for us to figure out. What is he getting at, right? What is he, what's he trying to tell us? There's only like three lines, and you have to scratch your head. But on the other hand, everyone knows the experience of uh, of opening a, a piece of Gemara and seeing a Tysus that spans two, uh, two, you know, two full pages, and it's huge, and it spreads all over the page, and they say, oh, that looks kind of hard, right? All right, to say the least. Uh, but sometimes yeah. I, I guess the flow of those toasts for sin are a little easier. Right. He said more, right? So it's going on and on. You can lose yourself in it, right? Yeah. Uh, Rabbi Zev Meisels is with us, editorial director. The brand new project is Toastfuls. How long has the uh, Makos been available? How long has it been out there already? It's only there about three weeks. So it was really exciting when it finally came out after all the work and all the thinking and and learning that went into it. Now, the, so, reason yeah, I, the reason I ask is when I brought home the sample, and I mentioned this, I think I mentioned this on the air, when I brought home the sample of what Art Scroll had released just to give everyone a taste of what Tosfos would be like, meaning the work Tosfos, you know, according to Art Scroll, would be like. Um, so in my family, there was tremendous joy. Uh, one of my sons basically grabbed it from me and said, oh my gosh, I have been waiting for this. So my question <laughs> is, is there a way for you to tell if in the first three weeks that type of reception is going on out there? Anyone I speak to is enthusiastic. I've spoken to Rabbeim who teach Makos, and, and they're just excited about it. It shows them how to break up the tosis in a, in a way that's easy to follow into bite-sized pieces, and it gives them a clear shot where they sometimes they might not have been sure before. So, yeah, the, the reception from what I've seen from the people I've spoken to and for, by, by, you know, for, by, by report from others has just been terrific. People are really excited about it. Are, are certain mesechtos going to require more than one volume? Yes, Absolutely. Marcus is in terms of uh, in terms of, this, of the number of tesis and and you know I, I always started off with the count of the number of words of tesis that there are how many tesis words are there in a mesechta. Marcus is one of the smallest. Wow. It's a small mesechta to begin with, and uh, other tesis and have many more. You know, they're just other mesechtas are much larger, and uh, the tesis are correspondingly larger as well. What would be a tosfos heavy mesechta? <laughs> what would be a, what would be a a a, a, a large number? Uh, relatively, of words uh, in Tosus and Abisachta. Babakama, Gittin, just by, by way of comparison, uh, there are about 15,500 words of, uh, of Tosus and Marcus. 
um, in Gitten, I believe it's about eighteen and a half thousand just in the first pay week. Wow, so, unbelievable! Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but is it? Would you agree? And and this is a great question for you because you've been with Art Scroll for so long, so you've seen this revolution in many different stages. Would you agree that this could not have really worked well in the yeshiva world? I don't know. Let's say twenty-five years ago or so, because at that point, so many. Talmudic instructors were still getting used to the idea that an English Talmud exists, and they probably would not have been able to adjust to even Tosvos being explained in English in a volume for their students. You agree with that? Absolutely. It took so many years for for the for the Gemara to be accepted, and then become widespread. And Tosvos would have been just a, a bridge too far at that point. But I, I just would make one point. You're asking about the yeshiva crowd uh, in, in particular, right. I don't think it's only limited to that. It's not just for instructors and not just for Talmudim. You know, I can see Tosis being a um, something that, that uh, your average balabas who's learned Afyomi, right? There are so many people who learned Afyomi. Right. And, and say they've gone through the cycle a couple of times, and it's terrific. They finished Shas twice. But they feel that, you know, there's been like a, a surface-level learning, and they want to do something more. They'd like to, to really get into a piece of Gemara. This is a perfect way for them to do it. And I see them as, uh, as, a, as the perfect target audience for the Tosis. Because, so, because someone like that might want to take the extra whatever number of minutes it is per day to add Tosis to their regimen. Exactly right. It's, uh, you know, they, 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 we're not talking about they. They don't have to commit to. In one day, they're going to learn this many blots. They can pick right. one tosis and say, "Today, let me learn through this tosis." Right. Good point. That's, that's you know that's 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 one thing. And then just look. I remember when I was in yeshiva and I was I was starting out, and for 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 a kid learning tosis was a tremendous challenge. Like that was always what the kids talked about. Did you start tosis yet? How many did you do? And so on. Um, actually, Marcus was the first insecta that I learned tosis on. And um, so, so, so for a kid, this is a this is a this is a handy tool. He's able to wait. Did I really understand what the Rebbe was saying? And then, what about for his father who wants to help him with his homework? Right. Right. The boy comes home from yeshiva. We've all been there. Right. It's a busy day, and now the 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 boy's learning something else. Right. Even if you're in kolo, right, and certainly if you're working. So you you come home. It's a long day. You're 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 not you're not familiar with the mesecta your son's learning, and he wants help with a tesis. Well, how's that going to work? You've got to learn the whole sugya first. What we do is we 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 look at it as though when we present each tesis, you've never learned that gemara. Right. You don't even you, you you don't know the gemara. The introduction tells you everything you need to know in order to start this tesis. What the gemara is saying, what the what 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 the gemara's question was. It just brings you to the to the to the to the point of you have all the knowledge you need to start that thesis, and then you could start. So that's tremendous for parents. Yeah. He can actually sit down and chazer that thesis and learn it with his son, and he he didn't have to learn the Gemara first. Yeah, the parents may appreciate this project more than anybody else. Frankly, <laughs> I'm, not, right. I'm not even kidding. It's amazing, <laughs> really amazing. Rabbi yeah. Zev Meisels is with us, editorial director for the brand new Tosis project. The number of people. That it takes to do this. How many worked on Makos? Uh, in total, we had, as a regular team, uh, four people were the. That's that's what we had. We're you know we're expanding the team now because now that we're gonna we're we're moving on to Brachos, Tosis Brachos, and we'd we'd like to get it done by the by the time Dafyomi starts again. Right. So, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to add people to the team slowly. It takes, there's, there's an amount of training that it takes. Even, even some of our editors who have been with us for years, uh, they've worked on difficult projects, Bavli on Yerushalmi, and yet when it comes to Tysus, there's a level of detail and attention that, you know, it takes some time for them to get used to this, this uh, much more intense, Work that we're doing, now. and I would think that uh, you know that that someone would need a specific level of Hasbara. Someone would need a an, an added ability to be a Balmazbir to in order to really put the Tosfos down, you know, in English on paper. Yeah, yeah, I think you're hitting it on the head. That is true. You know, there there, there are people who are great Talmud Chachamim, and 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 they they're good writers, and yet they've got to really strain themselves to. To come to that point, it's like a rebbe, right? Not every person is cut out to be a rebbe, right? Yeah. And he might be a great Talmud Chacham, but he's just—he's not communicating the ideas well, or he's not breaking them down enough. <clears throat> so yes, I, I think that's true. Is there a Torah giant? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but is there anybody in the last century <clears throat> that was known as a Tosfos expert? Is there somebody in our history that was known to you know? They're experts in so many different things, you know. In our there's halachic experts, there's Talmudic experts. Was there? Was there one? Because there was a Hebrew. Wasn't there a Hebrew translation of Tosfos that was available when I was a kid? If I'm not mistaken, I think there was. I don't. I don't. I don't remember that. I don't. Uh, oh wait, I, th- th- not a translation. I do remember Perushim on Tosfos. Right. One of the Kahanas a number of years ago, but that wasn't that long ago that he put out the Mei Menuchos. So right. Maybe uh, fifteen, twenty years ago. But that. You know but what? You know what? That, about, uh, at, an expert in. At that sorry. time, at that time, that was a big help. It was originally the only thing available, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. on certain yeah. Masechtas. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it's certainly helpful, you know. Uh, but uh, so no, I think, so I think nobody the audience ha- is ready for something new. So nobody's emerged from your office <laughs> as the Tosfos guy, huh? No, nobody, nobody's emerged <laughs> as the king of Tosfos. If only, yeah. if only, right? <laughs> I'll tell you, I, it's unbelievable. The project is incredible. I didn't think I really when I first heard about it, I didn't think it would be this this uh, user friendly. I didn't think Tosfos could be. This user friendly, and I certainly didn't think that teenagers out there would be, you know, this excited that it now exists, and they they have a different type of night seder now, where they don't have to, uh, you know, spend hours and hours trying to figure something out, but they have an aid to help them along, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, yeah, anyway, a- as you could tell, we certainly endorse it. The groundbreaking art scroll edition of Tosfos has an introduction for each Tosfos that gives vital background information and defines important terms has a flowing translation in the format of the Schottenstein Talmud, and a lot of people are used to that, has Tosa's questions and answers clearly explained, has notes that add more information, has a summary after each Tosa's that shows the flow of the entire Tosa's, a unique and important feature even for those who already study Tosa's inside the pages of the Talmud. And that's important. We didn't mention that. Every Tosa's, I, I, I guess especially the long ones, have a summary. Almost the- every Tosis, the very, very short ones, <clears throat> there's really no purpose right. for a summary. If a Tosis is one line, usually you won't have a summary. But yes, the very long Tosis, and as you're saying, that's a tremendous help for people just in reviewing the Tosis. And, uh, and because you want to make reminding oneself because you want to make sure you got the point you want to make sure you got you know right. with everything that you got in terms of the con- conversation going on in the Tosos you want to make sure you got the the main point that Tosos is bringing across in the uh, commentary exactly and 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 just let me add though, that background information that you're talking about the way it's presented that that took us some time to figure out how to do that but but one of the things that makes Tysus hard is that as we mentioned before he he expects you to know everything right. that's already going on and he just he just refer, you know refers to these concepts and these other gemaras 
But wait, if you if you put that material into the text of the Tysus, it becomes impossible to follow because you go on these long digressions. Right? So how do you handle that? So what we did was we made these background boxes, and and the background is in a separate box. So if you're you let's say you're a Talmud Chacham, you already know this stuff. You don't need to look. You don't need you don't need to be distracted by it. You can skip the box. But if you need some help, there it is. It's in front of you. So it doesn't interrupt the flow of the tesis, but it's right handy there where you need it when you're, when, when, when you're looking for that information. Unbelievable. The whole thing is incredible. Go to artscroll.com, everybody. Tosfos, you'll see it on the, on the homepage. Uh, rightfully so, they are trumpeting its, uh, its release. Tosfos Tractate Makos is available. The Yaakov and Ilana Malone edition. It's a clear, comprehensive elucidation of Tosfos as an eighth Talmud study. Our guest, Rabbi Zev Meisel's editorial director for the project. It's been out for three weeks Makos is the first of what will please God be uh, the entire Shas eventually as they have now committed to work on Masechus Brachos uh, coming up next. We highly recommend it. Again, it's artscroll.com. You will see it there. Check it out. There will be people in your family who are going to be very, very happy that this is now available. Rabbi <laughs> Meisels, I take this opportunity to wish you and your entire team a Gemar Chesimatova, happy, healthy, and sweet new year. And what a way to start the year. Uh, people adding a, a, a volume of, uh, of Tosfos to their, uh, to their Svarim and one that will be very valuable for a lot of people out there. Thanks so much, Nachum. Gemar Chesimatova to you. Much appreciated. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, Thursday morning, it is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Yeah. 
Jam in the AM with Miami. Shalom. What are we asking for this time of year? We're asking for a. Uh, we're asking for goodness and peace. And um, and that's Miami here at Jam in the AM. Yaakov Shweki with Yishtabach. You heard via Hafta done by Ari Goldwag. By the way, on the Tosfos um, uh, conversation. It is available now at a special introductory price. has over 700 pages. Check it out by going to artscroll.com. Again, artscroll.com. My thanks to Ari Meisels for joining us earlier. It was really a fun... Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. But it, was really, it was really a nice, and for me, frankly, a fun conversation. J.M. and the A.M. on a Thursday. Well, many of you are aware of the fact that this coming Sunday has been designated as the grand opening celebration day at the Jaffa Family Campus, the center of excellence that is OHEL. And uh, everybody out there is invited. Come and visit the OHEL Jaffa Family Campus this coming Sunday starting at 1130. You'll be able to tour the building and see how incredible a structure it is and how amazing OHEL is going to be able to uh, serve the community at this point. It is at 1268 East 14th Street in Brooklyn. 1268 East 14th Street in Brooklyn. Again, the tour is 1130 until 2 o'clock this coming Sunday. Our wonderful friend, uh, Robert Katz, is the is the chief development officer at OHEL, and he's with us live via telephone. Robert, Shana Tova, happy, healthy, sweet new year, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Gamar Hatima Tova to you, Nachum, and to everyone listening. And for those who can't find the building, we tell them we're right next door to Glotmart. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I th- I think it's almost impossible not to find the building. And the re- well, <laughs> and the reason I say that is because uh, those of us who knew the old Ohel building, uh, when we've seen the new one, uh, uh, comparatively, it's uh, it's much much larger. Much more of a facility, to say the least, and it really stands out there in Midwood, Brooklyn. So I don't think most people are going to have trouble finding it. Well, when you love something, Nachum, or someone, you do everything you can to help it or, or them. And we took everything that we love, and we tried to put as much as we can under one roof um, to better service uh, our clients, to better service the community. And I think people will realize that Flatbush truly has a new travel destination. Besides going, uh, you know, to visit family, or if you don't visit Flatbush, to visit, going into Flatbush to visit family or to see people or to eat out, uh, to stop in for 20 minutes and to take a tour of the uh, OHL Jaffa family campus is really uh, almost a necessity because you'll see a true living, breathing has said factory. I mean, we all take our kids to the Utz Pretzel Factory or to the Hers Pretzel Factory, right, when we go to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. That's right. And what I'd like to invite people to do is to come to Flatbush to see a Chesed Factory live and in action. Is the, is the campus, the Jaffa Family Campus, fully operational at this point? Is it, is it operating at 100% at this point? It's operating, I would say, at 92.7%. Not bad. Um, um, I was going to give another number, but that no longer applies. And um, it's, um, it's uh, the, the final component, the final piece, is opening up after Sukkot 
and that is our uh, Ganger Family Medical Unit Urgent Care, kind of like OHEL's Urgent Care for the community in Flatbush, and that will be opening up after Sukkot. Wow, unbelievable. The grand opening celebration, it's called Opening Minds, Opening Doors to Safety, Support, and Strength, all the things that OHEL continues to provide to our community. The grand opening is this Sunday beginning at 11.30 a.m. at 1268 East 14th Street in Brooklyn. The Jaffa family and Aaron and Ruthie Jungreis are serving as chairpeople uh, for the event this coming Sunday. Information, of course, uh, ohelfamily.org. Go to ohelfamily.org. Robert Katz is with us. Robert, uh, explain the schedule on Sunday, how things are going to work at the uh, Ohel Jaffa Family Campus. So it's a very simple concept. Just as you go to an open house to look around, uh, you're thinking of buying uh, a home, um, you want to know what the community's like. You want to know what the uh, house provides for yourselves, for your children, if you're, if you're helping them purchase a home. This is a true open house. Um, this is not going to be your classic your carnival, street carnival with balloons and things like that. Um, we wanted to open our doors um, on a Sarasimei Tshuva, the Sunday of a Sarasimei Tshuva, Tshuva, for two and a half hours, and give people a chance to see what we do and to understand what we offer. And through that, we're going to have guided tours of the building that will take no more than 10, 15 minutes. And we will have our key professionals stationed at various locations to explain the work that we we do. Arlene Ettengoff will be there for the Zachter Training Institute. Norman Blumenthal Blumenthal will be there for, you know, the Oho Miriam uh, Trauma Center, uh, so forth and so on. So... Um, and and there will be chesed projects where uh, visitors can undertake chesed projects with our clients and our residents who live in some of our homes who will be joining us uh, on Sunday. Uh, you can make sukkah decorations. Uh, we'll have some baked cookies for you to take home. But primarily, primarily, it's a true open house in the purest sense of the word. We want you to touch and feel and see and understand the breadth and the scope of what it is that Oval provides. Unbelievable. It's uh, I've been there. It's an amazing facility. I look forward to being there on Sunday. The entire community is invited. You don't have to be in Brooklyn, everybody. Even if you're not a resident of Brooklyn, come from far and wide, no matter where you are, to see uh, one of the most incredible uh, brand new things in the Jewish community, and that's the Ohel Jaffa Family Campus. The grand opening celebration this Sunday starting at 11.30 a.m. It goes until 2 o'clock. There'll be welcome tours, as Robert described. Uh, there'll be chesed opportunities. There'll be an, an opportunity for you to uh, meet some of the key people that are at Ohel who will be able to explain all the different services and the wonderful things that they provide for the community. The address, 1268 East 14th Street in Brooklyn, New York. But you can't miss it. Trust me, you can't miss it. Uh, it's an unbelievable structure, an incredible edifice, and a wonderful brand-new building that is so beautiful from the outside and the inside. Uh, you will not be able to miss it, and you will enjoy every minute that you are there. Come to the Ohel Grand Opening Celebration this Sunday, open to the community, beginning at 11.30 a.m. Robert? I, I do I do want to caution folks, Nahum. It, it, it's the old NBC studios on Avenue M and East 14th Street, but we don't own the entire building. We are the inner third to half of the building the outer half towards Avenue M is going to be uh, taken over soon by a for-profit company. So um, that entire building that you see is not OHELS. 
200,000 square feet or whatever it is 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 uh, certainly a huge upgrade over what we had uh, in Borough Park. But uh, people might have to just look a little bit and 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 know that the, the edifice that they see literally on the corner of M and 13th and 14th, uh, that part of the building is not ours. They'll just have to go down the block a bit. All right, so the address becomes even more important. The entrance, obviously, is on East 14th Street, 1268 East 14th Street in Brooklyn, New York. And yes, folks, you will be impressed. Information, ohelfamily.org or 718-972-9338. Robert, we'll see you, Bezrat Hashem, on Sunday, and I would bet that the reaction you're getting from the community is one that uh, indicates a lot of people are going to be coming by on Sunday. Uh, Nachum, we expect we certainly expect a few hundred people throughout the day. Um, let's face it, we're 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 smack in the middle of Flatbush. Yeah, uh, there there are plenty of people. There are plenty of people near Flatbush um, uh, who who would be interested to learn about what we do um, at the Reader Adult Mental Health Services Center at the Langer Bay Ezra, at Camp Cayley for geriatrics, for trauma, for foster care, of course, and, and child care. The, uh, the mental health outpatient clinic, the the urgent care that we said is going up soon. So, I mean, under the direction of Moshe Hellman and Mel Zachter, and, and and you mentioned Jack and Ari and our development co-chairs Annette Rubin and Jay Kestenbaum. Um, you know, we serve eleven thousand forty-two people. We counted, wow. just like Hashem, just like Hashem counts Am Yisrael throughout the uh, throughout the Chumash. Uh, you, when you love something, you do what you can, everything you can to help them. And we counted and counted and, and came up with a number, 11,042 11, people served in the last year. And if I could just finish with one really meaningful um, Hebrew word that I came up with, if I can play Mayor Weingarten for a second. <laughs> um, one of the most spectacular words, in English we say respite. And we know that so many of our families who are in need and have children with, with difficulties are in desperate need of respite. But we ourselves, as human beings, we also need respite. I mean, uh, quote-unquote, typical families uh, need respite. It's a pressured world. It's a pressured society. The anxiety, the struggles um, are not easy. The Hebrew, the English word is respite. Okay, nice word. The Hebrew word for respite is nofesh. Hmm. which is a combination of the words chofesh hanefesh, freedom of the soul. And it's a beautiful play on words, and that is what OHEL, besides hardcore services, that is what OHEL seeks to provide, is nofesh, chofesh hanefesh, to those in need. And you could be typical or you could be not typical, but we all know that we all need it. And I invite the general public, especially those in the Flatbush area, to come and see what truly is a chesed factory. Uh, it certainly is. 11.30 this coming Sunday. Shana tova to you. Gemar chasimah tova. Gemar chasimah tova nachum to you and the family and to uh, all your listeners. And we'll see you on Sunday. Robert Katz, Chief Development Officer at OHEL. Big day Sunday, everybody. Big day. A lot of busy people Sunday. The Sunday before Yom Kippur. Make a few minutes. Take a few minutes. Make some time to visit the uh, Jaffa Family Campus OHEL in Brooklyn, New York. You'll be very impressed and you'll be glad you went. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Take a drive down the highway of life. Give me five, my friend. 
here we are We're together again And remembering when we met All the games All the jokes that we laughed at The pain that we shared And we knew that no matter what came Our bond would remain the same I can travel down any road Cause I know that I'm not alone I've got my friends and their loyalty I've got my friends who always see the best in me I've got my friends every step of the way My friends have helped to shape the man I am J.M. in the A.M. Well, there it is, the big single Friends from Mordechai Shapiro. And guess what? Guess who's with us live via telephone? No need to guess if you've uh, if you've been following our social media where we informed everybody who's going to be our guest. He is part of the amazing lineup coming up in Israel, Yerushalayim, Thursday night, Cholomoid. I believe it's two weeks from tonight. Thursday night, Cholomoid for the big... United Hatzalah concert, Mordechai Shapiro with us live via telephone on a Thursday morning here at JM in the AM. Mordechai, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Bokertov, Bokertov. 
Marchasimatova, good yard to you. Happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. How has five seven seven nine been for you so far? You know what? It's been amazing. I can't believe it's here. This summer is just a snap of a finger, and it's gone. But uh, but it was a great summer, and uh, next chapter of life is here, and I'm ready. You know, Sukkot is here. The weather's still uh, kind of nice outside. Where'd you spend Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah, I daven by Irving Place Minion. In uh, in Woodmere, nice. Everything yeah. went everything went well. Everything went very well. Yeah, thank God it was beautiful. Where uh-huh. are you, Davin? New Springville Jewish Center for the thirty fifth year in a row in Staten Island. Wow, you're the chazan over there. Yeah, not too many people do that for thirty five years in a <laughs> row, frankly. Uh, <laughs> but but thank God I've had the privilege of doing it since. Uh, well, obviously since I was very 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 young, as you can right. imagine. After all, it's thirty five years. Uh, so two weeks from tonight, you got a big night. United Hatzalah of Israel, the friends of United Hatzalah of Israel, present both Yaakov Shweki and Mordechai Shapiro. Mordechai's with us live via telephone Thursday night, September the 27th. A Cholamoid Sukkis concert happening at uh, Jerusalem's Binyanei Haoma, the International Convention Center. Concertinisrael.com, concertinisrael.com. Even among the performers, I know among the people that uh, that seek out tickets in Israel over Sukkis each year, but even among the performers, this has become a very big deal, the Hatzala concert. Am I right? Yeah, no question about it. This was, uh, when I got the phone call about this show, it was, uh, it was a very exciting, it was a very exciting phone call. What can I say? Ellie Beer from Hatzala called me and told me that uh, Shweki's going to be in the show and they want me to be the other performer. I was, uh, I was jumping in joy in my car. <laughs> but, um, it is. It, it's become it's become one of the massive shows of the year. Uh, you know, there's a number of shows in Israel, as you know, but this is uh, this is one of the most exciting. So I'm I'm super pumped to be a part of it. Yeah, it's a landmark event at this point, and Cholamoid uh, Sukkot in Israel in general attracts people from all around the world. And this concert has attracted great performers and wonderful supporters each and every time. Mordechai Shapiro is with us. Before we talk about some of your music. Uh, give me a minute on United Hatzalah. I mean, one of the reasons it's such a big concert is because the cause is really across the board. Everybody, even people who don't live in Israel, who visit Israel, end up using uh, the services of United Hatzalah. I'm sure the cause is another reason why you're excited to be there next uh, a week, two weeks from tonight. Yeah, no doubt. Hatzalah is, uh, I mean, the organization speaks for itself. We've all, we've all been there, uh, whether locally here, Hatzalah, but even in Israel, like you said. We've all, uh, you know, we shouldn't have to, but, but we all have been there. And um, that's why they sell out so quickly every year, and uh, everybody everybody connects with that sell in their own way. Yeah, very similar to the life-saving organizations in our community here on this side of the world. They sell out early, and, people, and they're able to garner great support because people uh, realize just how necessary they are. And we point everyone to the website. If you're going to be in Israel this coming Sukkot, it's right around the corner, everybody. Remember, Cholamoid is two weeks from tonight. If you're going to be in Israel this coming Sukkot, and many, many, many people leaving before Yom Kippur even, uh, you want to go to the website, ConcertInIsrael.com, ConcertInIsrael.com. You get to see both Yaakov Shweki and Mordechai Shapiro live in concert at Binyanei Ha'oma. And um, tickets are available still. I don't know how long that's going to last. You'll see the, the ticket seating chart on the website. Just go to ConcertInIsrael.com. To secure your tickets. Mordechai Shapiro is with us live via telephone. So right before you joined us on the air, we played the Friends single. I think it's a single. I don't, are there plans for it to be part of an album? 
People always ask me, you know, because I'm, I'm in works on my third album now. I don't, I don't really have a release date, but it's in the works, I don't, maybe six, eight months. Um, you know, I'm working fast because people tell me they want more music. But the question is, can I put Friends on my next album, or is it too long? What do you think? It's hmm, a very good question, actually. I'm going to ponder that for a minute. Did you get a message from me about how much uh, our audience is enjoying the song, by the way? I did, yes. Thank you very much. Always great to hear the, the positive feedback. I think, I, think, yeah. I think what I've considered is that if it's one of my first ten songs, people might be <clears throat> a little disappointed. <laughs> but if it's, like, if, if it's a bonus track... Then it's all good. I you think know? I think you're I think you're on the right road. You've obviously been a big Jewish music fan for decades. The way it sounds. Uh, <laughs> now, I mean, you, we got to talk about this. Who wrote the song? Because it's a really exciting, fun song. Who wrote it? Friends was written by me and Yitzi Waldner. We do a lot of work together. Um, the concept of the uh, I think I think the video concept came first. Uh, from my, my video guy, Shimmy Sokol, who I know you know you've worked with. Shimmy's amazing. He's, yeah, he's a, such a champion. And I, I, a couple of months ago, I, I, one of my close friends uh, was Nifter, one of my best friends, and he was a big traveler. He loved to travel. He loved to explore the world and experience the wonders of the world. And this, this Shimmy just out this idea, why don't you go on a road trip with your friends? And knowing knowing about my friend just passing, Chaim, Chaim Kaznet was his name. And the whole thing just kind of, it seemed to fit. First I was thinking of doing a slow song, an emotional, you know, moving kind of song, but I, I didn't think it was it was fitting for who he was. He, he loved to explore and he loved to, to travel and, 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 uh, and do things that I would never, never would have dreamed of doing. I mean... It, in the video, as you see, I went skydiving, which was something that was way out of my comfort zone. But I almost felt like it was a tribute to my friend who, uh, who always brought me out of my comfort zone. And uh, so the video and the song was all in, you know, in his dedication. And, um, and shooting it was obviously incredible. You know, I got to go away with my, with my actual close friends. This wasn't acting, which I think people appreciate, you know, just the sincerity and the genuine... Uh, just the genuine feelings that were going on through the video, because it was really, it was all my chevra getting together for uh, for a summer uh, road trip. All right, so let me, let, let's start. First of all, did Shimmy have to skydive or not? Shimmy did not have to, but he chose to. <laughs> he did choose to, wow. Um, all right, let, let, I mean, look, the tribute you just mentioned is amazing, because we have, and not to minimize them, because they're beautiful, but we've heard a lot of tributes to friends that have been the slow ballads that you described. And again, they're beautiful, and each one has its place, and each one has its has its meaningful place. Uh, but what an amazing tribute! An exciting, you know, real friendship, close, you know, tight knit type song. That's what it sounds like, at least to the listener, um, or, or at least to this listener. So I think it's an amazing tribute to your friend. Uh, who's in the video? I know Mayor Kay's been cited in it. Anybody else that we'd be familiar with? So my brother, Divi Shapiro, who actually lives in Israel, he came in for the video. Um, I don't know if you remember Divi from Miami Boys Choir days. Wow, that's a while ago. Whatever. Um, and then my, uh, a bunch of my best friends, Yehuda Fine, uh, David Prince, Stephen Janikowski, Chaim Franco, 
Um, who am I missing? I'm going to miss one of them, and they're going to text me <laughs> right after this interview. Are you serious? <laughs> and, <laughs> and and let's go. And so in addition to the skydiving, which is like the exclamation point to the whole thing, what were some of the other activities you were doing together in that video? We started off going banana boating, which is always a blast. Uh, we did uh, a ropes course paintballing kind of center at the Ring Homestead. Which is which is great for you know people that are going on like a lot of camps go to these uh, ring homestead because they you have to work together which is really the whole goal of the of the video showing right. the the power of friendship and these ropes courses you can't do on your own you need you need help so right. uh, that was very that was very uh, that was very nice we went skydiving and we went to Six Flags amazing. So yeah. the roller coasters, all that stuff—that's that's all real. It's all real seeds, right? <laughs> I'm st- every day people are asking me, "You didn't, you didn't really go skydiving, right?" <laughs> like th- those are green screens. I'm like, you know how much you know how much it would cost me to get green screens like that, make me look like that. What was we it really went? What's it like stepping off the plane? <laughs> Honestly, I can't even take the smile off my face. The feeling is like no other. It is like. It, 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 it's hard to it's hard to describe. You have, you have to go, Nachum. You have to go, and I would go with you if you wanted. You're making that offer publicly. You would you would you would go <laughs> I am with making that offer right here, right now. You and me, we should do it. There's something about as much as you know. I'm afraid of this type of stuff. There's something about it that's so attractive. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the rush. Maybe it's the incredible freedom that you feel. I don't know. I'm just imagining. I never did it. You did. Uh, but are those some of the th- are those some are those some of the- like no other? I mean, I got off and I was laughing this this laugh of joy that I really have never never laughed. It's not like a roller coaster. It's not the heights of a roller coaster and the speed of the. It's so different. I mean, we fell through clouds and we were we were blown with mist of the clouds and it was it was it's like you're flying. I mean, it's did you get an experience of, of of that was everybody with you positive about it was anybody you know trembling in fear or everybody was into was into it so a couple of my friends didn't go <laughs> but the ones you that know, whether, but, but the ones that went was anybody brave enough to do it but yet was wondering if they're gonna survive um yeah I think we all had feelings of anxiety and and the truth is they make you feel very safe I tell people that, that there's no jokes there's no like you know, maybe we're not going to make it jokes. It's like they make you feel 100%. You are secure. We have we have three parachutes. If the first one goes, we, which it never does, we have a second one. If the second one goes, we have a third one. There is nothing to worry about. They, they make sure that you're confirmed and strapped in 100 times, and uh, they tell you that they've jumped 15,000 times in order to be an instructor because you have to jump with somebody right. in, you know, for, uh, for your first time. And, so, and where is this? Is this in New York State or somewhere else? Yeah, this was about an hour from Monticello, upstate. And and, um, you, and you need the perfect day to do it, especially for the video, right? You need a really good-looking day. Exactly. Uh, for some reason, when I shoot my music videos, if you look back at Schar Mitzvah, Machar, even Biyachas, it's always a cloudy day. <laughs> and I don't know why it's my luck. Of course, you can ask Shimmy about it. And, of course, when we planned this trip, because I had so many people involved, Mayor and, and my, my five, six friends, and Shimmy who was working at Marsha, who had to leave. And we, we, we selected two days for the, for the road trip. And, of course, it was raining most of the two days. Nice. You know, so it, we, it was very much on the fence if they were going to let us go. Because if, there's, if it's very cloudy or rainy, they don't let it. But in the end, Hashem cleared up the skies and uh, 
we were able to make it happen. Mordechai Shapiro's with us. Um, how does the video work? I mean, can I, should I just assume that as you guys are falling through the sky, there is an assigned video crew also falling through the sky, taking footage? Exactly. That's how. Exactly. It, that's really how it works. Yeah, yeah. Shimmy, Shimmy could not take his camera up there. This all the footage from the uh, from the skydiving is professionally from these jumpers, these these pros that can jump and and video. How many? Uh, we each had our own video guy, so that's why wow. the footage is so good. They follow us down. They follow us up. They really they take a video of the whole experience, um, and then they they jump with you and. Um, that's how they get such awesome footage. And what's the feeling when the parachute opens? Do you get that jolt that everyone talks about? Yeah, yeah. It's like whoa! It's like this, uh, you know. And then it's 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 also it's a, it's a different experience. You're you're you slow down and you just look at the world. You know, you could see you, like when you're on a plane. You the way you see how the the, the world is round. Right. You know, and uh, you just get that feeling, and you and you slowly can turn and and they 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 veer you and uh yeah the free, the the free fall before the opening of the parachute lasts about how long uh about a minute and what's it like when your feet touch the ground when your feet touch the ground <laughs> you're like thank god you know i mean like i said i wasn't really that nervous especially when the parachute goes and you're falling, you know, right. much Slowly. slower, right. uh, you feel safe and, and you have a pro on, on your back taking care of you. But there's still a feeling of relief, and I want to call my wife and tell her that uh, it's over. <laughs> that you survived. Uh, <laughs> sur- so, uh, the truth is, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was afraid to tell my wife because I really wanted to do it. And I wasn't sure what she was going to say. And then when I heard some of my friends were having second thoughts because their wives were nervous. So I said, you know what? I should probably tell my wife. So, so the day before, I'm like, so, so, honey, on this trip, I just wanted to like run through. You know, we're gonna be going like hiking and banana boating and skydiving and and uh, and banana boating and uh, and she was like, what you said? That's great. I didn't think you did that, but uh, she was cool with it. So I, I, again, not to get too technical, and obviously I don't, I don't have the video in front of me. So the instructor's on your back, meaning. Meaning you do have to make that initial leap from the plane, right? Correct. I mean, they yeah, they're on your back, and they and they, t- they, t- the- they tell you it's time to jump. That that sounds yeah. like that sounds like a, a that sounds like a crazy step to have to take. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's surreal. It really is. It's like you're in a movie, and you can't believe you're do- you really the, the the feeling is that you can't believe you're doing this. Let's try to just embrace, like, in, enjoy this moment right. in the fullest. Right. But, uh, how, how, three, how much did Mayor K enjoy it? We've been with him when he's enjoyed a lot of stuff. How much did he enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> so Mayor was so critical. He was such a he was such a crucial part of this video because I mean we're friends. Uh, Mayor happens to be, you know, and he he makes everything as fun as it could be. And yeah. he he has been skydiving before, but he's still I mean he still enjoyed it to, to the max. And he was pumping us all up. And uh, when we had second thoughts. You know, he uh, he pushed us, and he, he was he's such a pro. He's yeah, so look, good at what he does. Look, he, he enjoys having lunch. I can imagine how much he enjoys skydiving, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. He, he loves life, I can tell you that much. Uh, Mordecai Shapiro is with us. By the way, uh, Uncle David is tuned in according to our app. Just wanted you to know that. What's up, Uncle David? <laughs> and I remind everybody that Mordecai Shapiro and Yaakov Shweki are together 
two weeks from tonight at Binyanei Haoma in Jerusalem. Why? Because the United Hatzalah organization has put together another incredible stellar concert. It's going to be happening in Yerushalayim two weeks from tonight, Thursday night, Cholamoid. Get your tickets. Go to the website, concertinisrael.com, concertinisrael.com, and you get an opportunity uh, to um, uh, to get your tickets, secure them, and uh, go to the concert of Binyanei Haoma and enjoy what will certainly be the landmark event of this Cholamoid Sukkot in Israel. Hey, how much did you enjoy Camp Masora this summer? Camp Masora was off the charts. It was, I mean, I shouldn't say because I'm sure there's a lot of other camps listening, and thank God the summer was awesome, but Masora was for sure one of the best shows I did. The Ruach there, the camaraderie, the, the, especially when, when I did my song, the Yachad, we can all sing, and, and I brought the Yachad, the Yachad children on stage, and the whole camp was chanting and cheering. That was one of the most beautiful moments of my summer. You should hear, uh, the, you should, I'm sure you do hear, but it's amazing to me how people talk about that song. I mean, they just—it's extended to way just way beyond Yachad. People just love it as an anthem of togetherness. I am blown away by what happened with that song. I mean, I, I'm sure I, I think we spoke about it maybe when the song came out. Yachad came up to me and said, "We want to do a Yachad song, you know, that's going to be our our chant." And I said, "Okay, sounds like a fun project." You know, they uh, they paid me to be a part of it, and I was happy to be a part of it. And uh, but never, never did I expect. That it was going to be one of my hit songs. But, be- and by the way, there are a lot of events, and you and I were at one of them, with other organizations that use the song. Not not that they've taken the song, but they they insist on singing it. They insist on yeah, that, that, which is really cool. I mean, that's that's really cool. That's extended to, you know, yeah. to, to other venues as well. Who wrote? Who I'm also wrote- proud. I wrote. I wrote Biyachad. Nice song. And I, uh, I mean, it was just—it's incredible what 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 people have reached out to me about that song. And the way that it's taken off, they, they they actually just recently asked me about a a part a part two, like a a sequel to Yachad. Is that possible? You know what? I don't, it's always hard when something goes so well. You yeah. know, I, I think you and I spoke about Tzchaimetz years ago. Right. Obviously, when, when 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 a song does so well, it's you know you're always nervous about the follow up and and if it can if it can follow. You know, um, I think I'd be up for it. I mean, I don't know what direction I would go. I haven't really thought about it, but I think I'd be up for a part two. I think it would be fun. Mordechai Shapiro with us. You know where we were a year ago tonight? A year ago tonight. Where were you and I a year ago tonight? Was it really a year ago we were in Texas? Yeah. Wow. As Florence is about to hit the U.S., (laughs) we were down in Houston a year ago tonight for that Thursday night concert at the Barron High School for the... For the kids, for the volunteers, for the parents who hadn't had a minute to breathe, you remember the scene. You remember what it was like. Yeah, it was and, amazing. And it, we, it was it was amazing to see them uh, come together as they did. Obviously, it wasn't amazing what they went through, but uh, but yeah. And what's going on in Carolina now? It's, yeah, they're getting ready for it. We spoke to Rabbi Oppenheim yesterday uh, in Charlotte, and they are getting ready for, for to be hit as so many other cities are. Uh, it was really, it was, it was wonderful that you, that you accepted you, without, without any hesitation to come down last year and be part of our Jewish Unity Initiative to Houston and just do the whole you know, musical night and the, the experience with us, and we greatly, greatly appreciate it. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Mordechai Shapiro, the next time you see him is two weeks from tonight in Jerusalem. Yaakov Shweki and he are ready to perform for United Hatzalah of Israel. Get your tickets now. 
ConcertInIsrael.com, ConcertInIsrael.com. Mordechai, I look forward to your next visit here. Have a wonderful Egmar Happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Great Sukkot. Enjoy Israel, and thanks so much for joining me today. You too, Nachum. Thank you so much for having me. Egmar and we'll talk soon. There he is, Mordechai Shapiro, Thursday morning at JM in the AM.
Achenu Israel and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Coming up, Unlocking Greatness with Charlie Harari at 10 o'clock, Jew in the City Speaks. With Alice and Josephs, that's life with Miriam Alwalik at 10.30. With Miriam this week is Joanna Shebson from Fun in Jerusalem with a Sukkot activity preview. Make sure to be tuned in, especially if you're going to be in Israel for Sukkot. Live lunch will start at 11 a.m., throwback Thursday at 1, 4 p.m. for JM Rewind, and then at 7 o'clock tonight, the Arab Shabbat Show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Make sure to be tuned in. And enjoy. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.